Welcome to the Boldness. My name's Phineas Finn. Joining me in the studio, as he normally does, is Raphael Caleb. Hello, Raphael. Yes, Rambling Barroches is at the 3CR studios. That he is. And before we go much further, we should just say that the Boldness is all about, well, grabbing your human rights, not just waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. What's coming up on today's show, Raphael? In 2017, there was the Disability Pride Wall. We have got Larissa McFarlane, disability artist, to talk about the disability wall is back in 2018. Welcome to The Boldness, Larissa. Thank you, Raf and Finn. It's uh, really great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Now, Larissa, in 2017, there was a disability pride wall. Now, the disability pride wall is back in 2018. Why is it? The Disability Pride Wall important? Oh, um, well, I think um, we're sort of discovering that as we go along. Disability Pride is um, a concept that actually has been around a long time in the whole world. For 30 years, I think, there's been Disability Pride marches and parades um, in, across the United States and in other places. But in Australia, we've never really had a culture of Disability Pride. And I think that this is probably the first disability pride mural in Australia. So we put up a bit of a... We had this disability pride mural last year in Footscray and we uh, about 40 artists with disability and other people with disabilities created, contributed lots of artwork to put to make this mural to celebrate to celebrate ourselves, to celebrate our lives. So disability pride is that concept of... Um, owning our own bodies, our own identities, our own selves and and owning that rather than being ashamed of who we are. So we live in a society that's pretty ableist, a society that doesn't really recognise or think much of people with disabilities and this is a really big issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, Larissa, has said, tell us about the journey to bring the Disability Pride Wall is back how it actually came about in 2018. Well, um, so can I backtrack? You, you can indeed. Can I backtrack? Because, I mean, I, I don't... Uh, how the Disability Pride Wall came to be in the first place was actually a long journey of myself trying to come to terms with owning disability for myself and owning and and there were many, many years of feeling feeling the shame that I had a brain injury. I have I live with a twenty almost twenty year old brain injury and and I just couldn't work it out. And one day, only a few years ago, I started realizing that there's this thing called ableism and that society is ableist, um, just like in the way that society is racist about people of colour in Australian culture and, and how we're um, we're sexist as well. And ableism is the same thing. 
that's this discrimination against people with disabilities. And I realised that there's – and there's this thing called internalised ableism, which is where – People with disabilities internalise, take on those attitudes of society and hold them within themselves. And they're really deeply ingrained. They're really actually, they're, they're within us all. And, and that if I was going to, and that's where my shame was coming from. And I was so sick of living with this shame. I was so sick of not being able to celebrate all these amazing things that I have learned and how I've lived with my brain injury and come up with creative ways to, to, to live with my brain injury and all this extra skills I've learned. And then I look around at all my other friends with disabilities and they're amazing people, but very few of us were valuing our skills. And that meant that other people weren't either. And so I've, or I've just got lost my train. That's right. No, I've lost it again. <laughs> what? So you were talking there about your, your, your journey to, yeah. to, bec- to becoming or to having disability pride. Yeah, so I think that when I realised that all of us are internalising this ableism and I realised that the only way to address that was that if we started standing up and, and owning the word disabled and owning the word disability and, and seeing it as something of pride, a little bit like the way that um, you know queer used to be such a negative derogatory word and yet the, the queer movement have, a, have adopted that and now it's this glorious thing. And so... Um, yeah, and through through thinking along these lines, I also then discovered that there was this amazing disability, international disability pride movement. And I was like, I really want to make that happen here. I want to get all my friends together in public space. And because I'm an artist, it was like, well, let's create visual artwork. Um, and I'm, I'm a paste-up artist. I'm a street artist. So it was like, well, let's do it in public and let's celebrate who we are and, and create a space that's safe for us to identify. And because as... Many people who, not just visible, but particularly people with invisible disabilities, um, it can be really hard to identify. And I wanted to create a space where everybody could. So that's what happened in Footscray last, on a hot summer's night uh, in November last year. Um, about 40 of us came together and we created this amazing mural and it said Disability Pride written across the top. And then there was all these images of people and poems and text and quotes and um, artworks. And this is the bit that most people will probably know. Unfortunately, a week later, um, oh, the day before, the day after International Day of People with a Disability, it was mistakenly torn down and removed. And this was um, pretty heartbreaking for many of us. Now, Larissa, is that going a little back, um, we're going to talk a little bit about this, is that after the mural was actually taken down, that it was very, very devastating uh, from you, is that there was a post that you wrote on Facebook. It was shared 250 times in, I think it was 36 hours. How did you feel about this level of support, about what you'd actually achieved by putting up the Disability Pride Wall in 2017? Um. Honestly, I felt a little bit overwhelmed. I mean, I did. It was uh, it was good. It was a very um, emotional and angry post that I made because I really did feel like this was just blatant um, discrimination against us and against people with disabilities. And this that people with disabilities' lives are so often marginalised and erased and forgotten about, and we don't even know our own history of activism in this country. And and I just felt like this was just another example of just being marginalised. So I was really angry. Um, and yeah, it was shared a lot and it did create a whole lot of media. Um, I, um, so it showed me it's important. 
it's really important, although I think I already knew that. I think that, yeah. Well, what we, just going back to your, your own journey to get from, from ableism or internalised ableism to, to disability pride, what, what, what sort of steps, what, what were the th- things, what were the markers on your journey, I suppose, to get from internalised shame to, to now having disability oh. pride? Well, so many things, and I will just say that I am not, uh, that I think that internalised ableism is something that we have to address within ourselves every day. And there's a great poem written by a US activist about the need to practice to be proud. Um, so some of the things along the way were, I think, finding my community and I realised that the more that I hung out with people who were like me, people who had brain injuries or mental illness or disability, and the more people that when I hung out with those people, I felt strong. And so from that, I took strength. And then I started to realise that this identity I feel comfortable in and I need to, to, you know, to celebrate that. I think also um, I did a lot of soul searching and I did a lot of internet searching. Um, I did a lot of reading of um, of about from activists from overseas and I also listened to um, some of the great disability activists here in Melbourne and um, I also learnt from other pride movements I suppose and within disability there's some really strong pride movements like the um, autism pride is really strong deaf pride for example deaf culture is incredibly proud and um, interestingly they don't actually identify with the word disability but you know each their own um, so I think it was around going, well, it's about uniting and it's about sharing. Yeah. Well, well so in, ter- in terms of that, what types of, what types of, obviously there was a wall, there was a wall last year, there's, there's going to be a new incarnation th- this year. What, what sort of, um, what sort of symbols or, or th- things are you hoping demonstrate disability pride to to those who come and look at the wall okay so this is not a you know a curated artwork I'm I am as an artist I'm a printmaker and so I'm used to creating something that you know is visually pleasing and and works and has great messages and and things so this is more of a statement this is a statement about our culture and I think I really want to get across the idea that disability is a culture we have a culture and we need to talk about it more. Um, and so this is um, this is about people representing their lives on a wall. And because, as you know, there's so many different types of disability and there's so many different experiences of disability that we all have our own stories and they don't always unite. I mean, we, we sometimes we seem to be this sort of we all should be together and the same, but we're not. We're so different. And so I really want to give a sense to, to that difference. So... On this wall, there will be photos of um, there are photos of some um, of people. Um, some we may know, some we don't. Um, and there's also some people have written some amazing poems. Um, there's statements of pride. There's some obscure artworks. Um, there, of course, there will be um, there will be the words disability pride in huge letters. Like each letter is like a metre high, which. I mean, I know it's not that big, but when it comes to making artwork, it's big, mm. um, and it'll be really visible from across the, you know, across the street. This is a big building in Footscray, which is um, quite sort of stands out. So it's got a lot of room to look at. It's the 
um, Footscray Exchange Building, which is right near the train station. Now, Larissa, did you find it um, difficult to move forward to reinstall or get the Disability Pride Wall is Back project up and running again? <laughs> it has been it has been really difficult and I've been thinking a lot about this all year. Um, I was pretty exhausted when it happened and then it was like, how do we do this again? And I realised this week that a lot of – and I have been – I've been deeply shamed about why I couldn't just get it back up. I mean, obviously, it's a really big project and I needed energy and, and ability and, and some funds to do that. But a lot of it, I realised I have been, you know, emotionally struggling with this all year. And I realised that um, – and then I've been ashamed of that. And then I realised today or in the last couple of days, that's another example of internalised ableism in the sense that I, I, I feel I should be able to do this and – when you're facing discrimination against yourself and your people every day, then it's really hard to keep standing up and keep being that proud person because we're not proud all the time. We, we choose our places to be proud, whereas I sort of feel all a bit of this pressure. I must admit too, um, because there were so many artists involved in the first wall and quite a few of them had never identified publicly with disability before and this was their first time to go, hey, it's okay. By identifying as with disability, I, I now am part of a community. And so for those people, when the wall did come down, it, it really hit them hard and I felt some level of responsibility around making this, keeping this um, disability-led because um, that's really, really crucial to, um, to our culture and to, and to talking about disability pride is that it comes from our voices and that it doesn't get co-opted by, you know, another service or a disability service or some other well-meaning group that we need to keep it as our own. Um, so it really yeah. sounds like the Disability Pride Wall, it's for people with a disability, organised by people with a disability to show that disability in the community is actually important to actually give people a place to belong where they actually are comfortable in the choices that they make. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think the other thing, I mean, there's a lot of talk around at the moment about representation of people with disabilities in the media or the lack of, for example, but it's not just in the media, it's just also, you know, in employment, you know, very only 45% of people with disabilities live below the poverty line. Mm. Um, there are there's a great deal of unemployment. There's a lack of access to education and to health and just on boards and government, in government, you know, there's so little representation. And so when you live with a disability and you don't see yourself reflected when you look out into the world, that really marginalises you even more. It makes you feel like a monster. We were just talking before about that, you know, feeling, feeling like an alien when there's no one else that you can see around you in public, in public spaces. So having this wall is, is this, you know, great sort of statement to say we are here and we're okay and we're okay with who we are we we love our lives you know I'm not saying that we don't struggle because we do but um but this is about like for example I I live with chronic pain which fortunately is pretty good at the moment but yes I suffer with that but that's my pain I don't want people to be pitying me or to be seeing it as some sort of tragedy 
or when I, you know, get up and do this wall, I'm now an inspiration. Well, I am an inspiration for doing this wall, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> um, I think that, you know, this, it, <clears throat> my pain is what it is. It's not something that I want people to feel pity about. Our guest tonight is Larissa McFarlane, who is a who is an artist, but also more importantly, the uh, well, maybe not the curator, but the d- designer of the disability pride w- wolf that's that's happening this happening on the twentieth of September. But uh, more about that, more about when and where later. Um, what's What's the so in what in terms of dealing with with your your own pressure and then dealing with the 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 pressure to be the pressure to um I guess the the pressure of everyone having to deal with with making a wall that I guess looks at ever really features everyone um all the all the what am I saying? I guess what I'm saying is, deal, is it difficult to deal with uh, the expectations of, of yourself as well as the expectations of the other artists who who were who were um, who were obviously disappointed that the, that the walk that the um, wall came down. Um. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I've said that, that I have this feel responsible. But I I also, it's interesting now that it is, you know, got a bit more sort of a profile and happening. I really feel that I have to, you know, I want to say that um, that this is just a snapshot. Like this is not representative of all people with disabilities. This is just me and, you know, some of my friends and my networks. Like, um Disability is really broad, so it's just like a few people standing up, a few people's artwork. And so once I sort of became clear about that, then it took some of the pressure off because um, because there's so few – well, because there's so few moments of disability pride in public, we are going to be sort of seen to be representative, I suppose. And and I think it's then I've got to sort of step back and keep saying, well, no, we're, we're, um, we're just a – a small number of people we're not representing everybody we're actually the privileged ones as well because as you know so many people with disabilities are, are still stuck in institutions and have so such a little voice and um and we're the privileged ones that are up on this wall we you talk about disability pride being a movement i mean and obviously the the wall i would imagine it you would be a small part of perhaps a big movement. Where do you see the movement? Where do you see disability pride going in Australia? I think it's already started. Um, uh, I think it's going to grow. I think that since last year, if you Google disability pride in Australia, um, three events come up and two of them happened this year and one was the event last year. So I think that by putting disability pride um, out there as a statement has meant that other people then have been able to use it. I'm sure there's people have been used in the past, but it hasn't necessarily got the same traction because it, it's, been, it's been such an unknown foreign concept to those particularly outside, the, to all those able bods out there. It's, it's, it's been such a hard concept to grasp, but I think it's starting to gain traction. I should say that, um, that there has been a disability pride march in Adelaide for the last couple of years, mm. and, um, and that's really exciting. And I would love to see our own parade happen, and I think that we're not far off that. 
I think um, it's just waiting for someone, a, a group of people to say, hey, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Now yeah. Now, is there a way we other ways? Can, oh, we, can I say that? Too? Can I just add to that too? Certainly. Before you, before Raf, um, that one of the really important things about disability pride is that it only happen. It can only happen if it's disability led. And so, what I'm really, insp- I, I've spent the last twenty years going, where's the disability led stuff? You know, we we all our disability or so many of our disability organisations are, are led by people without disabilities. So they're most so quite often they're a bit shit. Um, <laughs> where does sorry, just to add junk, junk to that. Where, where um where does because we have also events for International Day of People with a Disability. Yep. Where where does that fit into? I guess the disability pride movement and. Being disability, being disability led. Well, that's a can of worms, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I I think that you know International Day of People with Disability is a great thing, but I personally have never really. I don't strongly, strongly identify with it because I feel like it's been a bit imposed upon me and um, by by able-bods. And I also think when I look at all the events that happen, they're often being run by able-bodied people for people with disability. And so whilst that's not necessarily always wrong, it doesn't make me feel confidence. I want to be part of something where myself and my peers are, are deeply engaged in the running of it. Now, Larissa, are there ways that people can financially contribute to the Disability Pride wall? Um, like maybe um, Arts Access Victoria? So personally, I don't actually, I'm not really sure that any of us have any money. <laughs> yep. So um, I think we'll leave that one to uh, donate. So, but people can obviously turn up on on the day and, uh, and cont- contribute that way. Oh, so absolutely. I'm, I'm, um, I'm just... Uh, t- t- Donating money is actually quite a tricky thing. So yes. what I, I people can certainly get involved, and it's it's a really important to get involved and contribute, and and we certainly need support. Um, and yeah, people can um, this at this stage. Pretty much the artwork is finalised for the wall. Although if you're desperate to contribute, um, you can get in touch with me, and um, I don't know the best way how you would like to share that information with my email or my phone number, um, but. Um, yeah, and then on the day, so we'll be installing the work in the week leading up to it because because we're people with disabilities and I have a lot of energy issues, I'm not doing it all at once. So we're spacing it out to make it, you know, sustainable for ourselves. And then on the day, there's going to be um, a big sort of paste up party. Lots of people who have made artwork um, who are coming along and will be pasting up that work over the whole day from between 11 and 3. And then at 3 p.m., we're going to have a launch. Well, this sounds actually amazing. Can we – just not, coming up to the times when we really need to start wrapping up, can you just go through and, Larissa, can you tell the listeners the actual details of the Disability Pride Wall is back? The Disability Pride Wall. No, it's actually just Disability Pride is back. Um, it's uh, the launch is it's happening at the Footscray Exchange <coughs> Building, which is two hundred one Nicholson Street in Footscray. So it's only like a five minute walk from the station, um, Footscray Station. And um, there's lots of space. We'll be have some t- chairs and tables. Um, there there'll be a bit of food. 
Um, and you're in, people with disabilities or anybody with a disability is invited to come along and take part in the install. Um, the event is wheelchair accessible. <laughs> there are some wheelchair accessible toilets not far away. Um, we are obviously in open space. Um, there's going to be Auslan interpreters as well as audio describers, which I'm very excited about. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if those are your access needs um, and if you have any others, I do invite you to get in touch with me and we can see if we can work out ways to um, enable as many people as possible to be included. And we should, we should also probably give a, we should give a shout out to the, to, uh, the, the Melbourne Fringe for. Festival, <gasps> the city of Maranong, and of course, Arts Access Victoria, who've helped make this all possible. Actually, I should say too, the, we are part of the Fringe Festival, and that is really exciting. And part of the reason we involved is because this year they employed a disability inclusion officer as part of their team, and that's Carly Findlay. And so, um, yeah, so having a person with a disability there as Fringe really helped me to go, yeah, let's do this because I know it's going to be valued because there's going to be a person who understands this on the, that team. Well, it, Anyway, yes, it's so exciting. Only 20-something well, days to go. <laughs> to so many sleeps. Well, is it, this is um, 3CR, The Boldness. Stay listening to Completer by Lovely. We've been talking to Larissa McFarlane, disability artist, organised of, of Disability Pride, is back happening on the 20th September 2018. We're going to go out with a song by Heidi Everett called Another Day. It's very fitting for Disability Pride is back. We'll be back, I think it's on the 15th of September with the boldness. We will. Thanks for coming. I was at 19th of September with the boldness. Thanks for coming in, Larissa. Thank you. And if anybody does want to know more or want some more information, then I suggest getting in touch with the boldness and you can pass it on to me. We will. We'll actually put the links up for you. Thank you. See you, guys.
another day.